All right, guys, welcome to live. No, this is not what I woke up this morning and said, that's what I want to wear today. But you'll find out more about that in just a minute. But I want to welcome you all here. And for the sake of better understanding what I'm wearing, um, I want us to read a verse out of Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. And it says, for, the, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what happens on the outside, what comes out of you, and what you portray and show to everyone else is a representation of what's already inside of you. Okay, so this is just going to be an illustration of something that's inside, okay? But I don't know about you guys, but I have loved the past few weeks at Live as we've dove into the book of Colossians. There's just something about opening up God's word and walking through it that just gets my heart pumping. I just love walking through scripture and just seeing what God has to teach us out of his word. And so if you have a Bible, I would invite you to open it up to Colossians chapter three. That's where we're gonna spend most of our time tonight. Colossians chapter three. Not to waste any more time, let's go ahead and let's dive in there. Starting in verse one, it says this. Since, stop there. Since, if we're talking about the word since, the actual definition of the word since is the intervening period between the time mentioned and the time under consideration. So I have been six foot tall since I was 14 years old. I have lived in Texas since January of 2015. I have been married to my wife, Rachel, since October 25th, 2015. Yes, I remember my anniversary. You have to have a, a, a frame of reference or an action that's happened in order to use the word since. So moving forward in verse one, it says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So since you have been raised to new life with Christ. So for this entire passage, we have to, to look through it, look at it through the idea that since we have been raised to a new life with Christ. The book of Colossians was, was written to a church, written to a body of believers, written to a group of people who had put their faith in Jesus. So since you have been raised to a new life, that must mean there's an old life, right? But it tells us in verse two, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life. Remember the old life? That's the life on earth. We now live a life focused on Christ. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God who is in heaven. And when Christ who is your life is revealed the whole world, you, revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. Now there's a lot of different things I could go into with this passage, okay? And I slightly feel like I'm doing it an, an injustice and not doing it, but we're gonna jump on to the next verses and really dig in to what it has to say in verses five through 10, okay? So verse five, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. 
Now, fresh off Halloween, what lurks? Everything that I heard you say was bad. Nothing good lurks. If it's good, it can happily walk out in the light of day and say, here I am. It doesn't have to hide in the shadows and whimper and not want to be seen. It doesn't have to lurk. So the sinful things that are lurking within you, remember, I said this represents something that's inside, that's on the outside. If I put this outfit on and this was what I decided to wear, I should probably lurk in the shadows and not be proud of what I'm wearing. This is going to represent the next few things that we're going to talk about. Because remember, what's on the inside, what's lurking within you is what's on the outside. Continues on and says, have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, pornography, premarital sex. We could continue on this list. We all know what it's talking about, but, but it says, have nothing to do with it. It says, put to death. Have nothing to do with. We are to take it off and to put it to death, to get rid of it. Not to take it off and drape it over our shoulders and shoulders and dabble in it occasionally, but to put it to death, to completely get it out of our lives. I wanted to burn stuff in that trash can, but I was told I couldn't and I understand why. But to put it to death, goes on to say, and also put to death the evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. And remember, we talked earlier about how we no longer live in this world. Remember, we have a new life in Christ. We are to put to death the things in this world. Because of these sins, we're in verse six, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still a part of the world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, to get rid of rage and malicious behavior, of slander, of dirty talk, talking about people behind their back, saying things about them that you would never want anyone to say about you. Put those things to death. Take them off. Because remember, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. You might be able to fool your friends at school. You might be able to fool your friends at church might be able to fool your parents, but out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Now here is the one in verse nine that I for the longest time had the most trouble with. Don't lie to each other. You know, I, was, I, I got it, I, I'm supposed to, supposed to take it off, I'm supposed to dispose of it, but you know what, I think I'll, I'll keep it right here. I mean, I'm not wearing it anymore, like it's not on, but you know, I'm just gonna keep it close. I don't wanna quite dispose of it yet. I'm just gonna keep it, but, but don't lie. Okay, we'll go on. Don't lie to each other, 
For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. You know, I, I took it off. You know, I'm, I don't, I'm not wearing it. I'm just, just going to keep it here. But, but that's not what this verse is talking about. It doesn't say only keep it around when it's convenient. Take it off whenever people are looking. You know, hide it from the people who matter. And your friends who aren't really going to judge you, you can, you can show them who you really are. Because remember, what's in your heart is what's going to eventually come out. And it tells us don't lie, period. Not don't lie sometimes, but don't lie to each other. You have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and to become like him. Now, I know this has been a lot of really serious, really down, sad stuff. So I want to tell you a story about when I played t-ball. I was playing baseball, and believe it or not, I used to be this really cute little blonde-haired kid. I was adorable. I don't know what happened, but I was adorable, okay? And, and I was pretty good at baseball. You know, I was the starting shortstop on my t-ball team. I was the cleanup hitter. I was, I was pretty good, all right? The rest of my team, well... They sucked. They were really, really bad. Okay, I was, I was a six-year-old at the time, and I was probably the best player on my team that had five, six, seven, and eight-year-olds on it, and I was six and the best player. So I told my parents, I was like, you know what? I don't like playing for a bad team. I'm not gonna play next year so that I can then sign up again and get picked on a different team. And hopefully that time, I'll be on a winning team. Because I didn't want to put forth the effort to have to try to make my teammates get better or, or to try to, to help them become a better fielder, a better thrower, a better hitter. I just wanted to be on a better team. I just wanted to have it. So, I took a year off. When I was seven, I didn't play. When I was eight, signed back up again. And got drafted onto the same exact team. And guess what? I was now the oldest person on the team, and the younger players were even worse than the players that were on the team when I was younger. And so I didn't want to work for it, so I, I gave up because I could see what could possibly be, but I didn't want to have to put forth the effort to get there. I wanted it to be easy. And this passage right here is telling us, put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn as you learn to know your creator and to become like him. Learning is a process. You guys know this, you're in school. Every day you go to school, you have a teacher that, that attempts to teach you something, whether you listen or not, whether it sinks in or not, you have a teacher that attempts to teach you something. And so you learn. And then what you learned that day, they, they build on the next day. And then they build on the next day, and they build on the next day. So, so learning is, is a process. As you slowly become a high school or college or a master's level or a doctorate graduate, you have to learn and go through that process before you finally become something. And so if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, Dylan, I just, 
I really struggle with, with lying. I really, really, really struggle with anger and rage or, or dirty language or sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, any of the words that we mentioned. If you struggle with any of those, that's okay. You have to learn. It's a process. And through the power of having a new life in Christ, you can't overcome any one of these that are listed up here on the side, I think. Yeah. So th th there's a listing of them. You can overcome those things through learning. If we go on to verse 12, I'm going to skip verse 11 for now. Verse 12, since, there's that word since again, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself. It's literally talking about putting on clothes. Because remember, we put to death the old ones, and I stopped while I still had a shirt on, because I'm not going to take this one off, but remember we went through the whole list. I didn't stop one short, so I would have to put something else on. You must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. In verse 15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. All right, now I wanna teach you guys a little bit of Greek tonight. Okay, in case you didn't know, the New Testament was not written in English. It was written in this language called Greek. So I want to teach you one verse in Greek, and we're, or one word in Greek, and we're going to focus on that word rule. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule, okay? So that word rule in Greek is the word brabuo. Okay, it's on the screen behind me. Brabuo. It's written in Greek and also written in English so that you can write it out and so that you can know it. This word, this is the one place in the entire Bible that this word is used like this. And it's translated as rule, which I understand, but I don't really like. So, I wanna paint this picture for you. The word rule here, it has to deal with you look at something, you weigh out all of the odds or all of the options, you figure out what's the best option, okay? And, and you fall in love with it. It's time for you to get a new cell phone. Google just came out with a new one, it's pretty cool. Apple just came out with a new iPhone and you've gotta pick one, so you weigh out all of the options and you fall in love with the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 that catches on fire in your pocket. And that's the one that you fall in love with. Now forget that I talked about a phone that falls and catches on fire in your pocket, but, but you fall in love with this one. And you decide, I'm going to take this, okay? Now we're back to talking about God, not cell phones. I'm gonna take this, this one option that I've weighed out and ruled out all of the others and I am going to take this 
and this is what I'm gonna focus on. And when you have one thing that you focus all of your energy on, it becomes what rules your life. It's not out of intimidation or out of being mean to you. It's not out of making you obey it. It's out of your love for it. And so out of your love for this, you allow it and you choose for it to rule over you. So finally, we get to my first point, and that is let Christ brabuo. I told you you had to write down the Greek word if you wanted to understand this. Let Christ brabuo. Weigh out the options. Think about it. Don't just take my word for it. Don't just take Jay Gray's word for it, John's word for it, Jason's word for it. Weigh out the options. And if you do that, you'll come to that one thing. And that one thing, out of your love for it, you will let rule over you. Now let's jump back to verse 11. Verse 11, it says, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, civilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. We talked about this verse right here, it didn't come after all of the put on the good stuff. It came after the take off the bad stuff. And it's saying after you've taken off all the bad stuff, it's not about being good enough. My second point is Christ is all that matters. Through it all, through all of this, trying to do this, trying not to do that, this, that, and the other, we, it boils down to Christ is all that matters. Because I don't know about for you guys, but for me as a guy, it's really easy to look at all of these things and to see, okay, I've got to take this, 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 and this off. I've got to put this, 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 and this on. Checklist is created. Challenge is accepted. Let's go. And it's really easy for me to do that. And to not focus on what actually matters at all. Because this verse spells it out. Christ is all that matters. And for some of us, we've lost sight of that. It might be because we had a hiccup in the taking off something bad. It might be because, you know, we did great taking off all the bad stuff and now we're trying to put on all the good stuff and all we're focusing on is being good enough. And for some of us, it might just be because we're like, I have no idea where to even start. I am so messed up. Dylan, you had on five articles of ugly clothing. I got on about a thousand. And you may have no idea where to start. But Christ is what matters. And his love for us. And the relationship that we can have with him is all that matters. 
So I want you all to close your eyes and bow your head for a second. And I want you to ask yourself a question. Is Christ all that matters to me? And be honest with yourself. You're not answering this out loud. You're not telling your neighbor. You're just being honest with yourself. Is Christ all that matters to me? And if the answer is yes, then awesome. But if the answer is no, then I want to give you an opportunity to start on the path of heading towards making him the one thing that matters. Because at the end of the day, you can try to be good enough. You can try to do all of the right things. But remember, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is gonna speak. And you might be able to hide it for a while, but eventually, it's gonna come out. 